This podcast is proudly supported by Baseballism, an all-baseball-related apparel and clothing company for baseball people. Check them out at Baseballism.com. It's America's brand. Welcome to the ANA Sports Podcast, Sports Talk, with your hosts, Anthony Cortez and Alex Ashley. And Kevin! Oh yeah, and Kevin Rowe. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode, Double A Sports Show. As always, your host, Alex Ashley, joined by my two amazing friends and amazing co-host, Anthony Cortez. What is up? And Kevin Rowe. I'm touched. I'm touched. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> row me away. Won't you row me away tonight? Anyway, <laughs> how's your how's your how's your week been, boys? Anthony, how's the new job? The new job is good, man. We're yeah. we're, we're good. Just can guy got to used to get used to the new schedule, but we're good. Yeah, a full forty. Yeah. <laughs> Are you just Monday through Friday now, or what? Yeah, it'll be Monday. It'll be Monday Friday. Must be fucking nice. <laughs> okay, you still like working at home? Oh yeah, I'm loving it so far. It's nice and easy, and uh, most of the time I get to see my son if he's not staying with my in-laws while both me and my wife are working. But it's very peaceful and relaxed. <laughs> Baby, baby's good. Baby's happy, man. Joseph loves the new house. So does he? Yeah. Nice. Right on, brother, man. All right, y'all. So let us, without further ado, get into the highlights. So an update on the NBA Conference Finals in the West. We have the Los Angeles Lakers, who currently hold a lead of 2-1 to one over the Denver Nuggets as Anthony Davis hit the game-winning three with time expiring in game two. In an interview with Nikola Jokic, he said, I mean, we need to fight. It's our only chance. Their next game will be played Tuesday the 22nd as we record this on Monday the 21st. And in the East, we have the Miami Heat holding a 2-1 series lead over the Boston Celtics, who after going down 2-0 and were thoroughly ripped by teammate Marcus Smart, won game three by a score of 117-106. to Next game, Wednesday the 24th. After that, we have Hall of Fame. I'm going to stop here real quick. The Lakers are currently up 2-2 nothing. Correct, 2-0? nothing. Yes. Yeah, you said 2-1. Uh, sorry, Heat uh, are up two to one on the right. Celtics. Just those that are listening, and yeah, fair enough. Yeah, we fair didn't enough. tell the future if the Nuggets win tomorrow night. So, <laughs> or maybe we did. Well, and maybe we did, Kev. Maybe we did. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> we need to go to Vegas. Uh, so next up, Deion Sanders is taking his coaching talents to the college level. Currently coaching at famed Texas high school football program, Trinity Christian in Cedar Hill, Texas, Sanders was announced as the new head coach of Jackson State University. Sanders said in a statement made by the school in Mississippi, it is my desire to continue the story tradition and history of JSU and hopefully bring more national recognition to the athletes, the university, the sonic boom of the South, and the HBCUs in general. So congratulations. Mr. Sanders, not only a football player, but a major league baseball player as well. He is having a hell of a career. And last but certainly not least, the NHL Stanley Cup Finals are in full swing as the Texas's own Dallas Stars are taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Game one in the best of seven series was played on Saturday the 19th when the Stars put up four against the Lightning, 
winning by a score of four to one. Both Hanley and Olasak scored one for the good guys, and then the goalie uh, Kadobin had thirty-five saves. Game two is taking place as we speak. And Kevin, can you give us some uh, updates on that? Sure. Right now, the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning are winning three to one. Uh, Dallas has just recently scored a power play goal to pull it within two. There's about three minutes left in the second period. And it looks like Tampa Bay ooh, almost scored another goal. Tampa Bay has been pushing hard in this game. Uh, so basically they've been carrying on from what happened at the end of the first game. At the end of uh, game one, Tampa Bay was really pushing hard. A lot of uh, shots on goal, but Kudobin just really stepped up to the challenge. In fact, the only goal that Kudobin uh, gave up was in the first period, and it was on a double ricochet off the skate. So he had a very good game last game, but he started the game off giving up three goals on 14 shots in the first period. So rough start for Kudobin. Let's see if so far he's been done well in the second period. Let's see if he can keep it up through the third, and let's see if uh, that Dallas front line can step up and take a 2-0 series lead. Let's hope so. Go Dallas. Now I this- will say this. It has been a very physical match. You got a lot of hits on both sides, and they are – at each other's throats. In fact, right now they're in the middle of a fight. So, <laughs> you know, and that's saying something considering it's a hockey match that it's a physical, a physical uh, contest. Which Dallas has been physical all postseason this year. Go Stars! And yep. it's funny, it, Kadobin, and this is the the fat kid in me speaking. There is a restaurant uh, <laughs> in Colorado called Kidoba, and it's a lot like, um, kind of like a Chipotle, kind of like a. Uh, uh, kind of like a Chipotle, kind of like a, a Freebirds or whatever. Just the most amazing burrito place. Which, speaking of Colorado, for those of you who are listening, we will have a very special guest, Mr. Dwight Smith, coming on uh, later on this week. He will be talking about the pressure, the pressure um, that college uh, college athletes face. Um, fuck, I'm really gonna have to get some food after this. <laughs> <laughs> This is not good. Anyway, okay, so let's get into it, guys. As we all know, we are nearing uh, some pretty amazing things. Uh, We are nearing the third week of the NFL season, and I say that's pretty amazing because by all accounts, we were not even supposed to have a season. Uh, And by all accounts, through a lot of speculation, it might have been shut down by now. But the more we play, hopefully the better it gets. So let's get into week two of the NFL. Um, you guys want to do some scores first? Kind of look at uh, what happened? Sure. sure. We'll save best for last. You save the best for last. All right. So let's I, don't know. I don't know if you can say best, Kev, but sure. Right. Uh, I want to say – we'll go ahead and go into it, but I'll say this. With about five minutes to go in that game, I was like, man, I am going to call in tomorrow. I am not going to do the show. I am going to refuse to talk to these guys for the next 48 hours. <laughs> that would have been a safe bet, honestly. That would have been a safe bet. Uh, all right, so let's get into it a little bit. So let's start off with uh, two of the more interesting names in football. We had Baker Mayfield. We had Joe Burrow going at it Thursday Night Football. Browns came away victorious 35-30 to 30 in that one. Uh, Packers, again, showing their offensive muscles, flexing their offensive muscles, downing the Lions 42-21, to 21, uh, going down 14-3 to 3 in the first quarter. My Who fa- needs more weapons? 
Not Who needs more weapons? Aaron Rodgers is a beast. Honestly. And yeah, Aaron Jones, 18 carries, 168 yards, two touchdowns. Insane. The Falcons, doing what the Falcons do, gave up a 20-point-plus lead to the Cowboys as the Cowboys come away victorious in a last-second field goal scored by their kicker uh, to win the game 40-39. to 39. Uh, some other notable scores, the Los Angeles Rams have moved to 2-0, beating the Eagles, who are now 0-2, 37-19. Tom gets his first win in Tampa, winning 31-17 over the Panthers. The Cardinals, the, the duo that is Kyler Murray, the duo that is uh, Cliff Kingsbury, uh, are now 2-0 in the season after beating the Washington football team 30-15. And in one of the more surprising games, the Kansas City Chiefs come away victorious in overtime against the Los Angeles Chargers, 23-20. to Seahawks as well beat the Patriots by 15. Amazing quarterback play by both. Uh, but Russell Wilson and that deep ball of his just simply cannot be beat. Seahawks win 35-30. So some of the – there are some interesting things that kind of – went down over this week and a couple of things I want to talk to you guys about. Number one, Jaguars look good again. The Jaguars ended up losing to the Titans 33-30. They don't look awful. How about that? <laughs> they looked pretty decent. I mean, if you look at Gardner Minshew alone, his stats put him among the top of the quarterbacks right now. I mean, 30 for 45, 339 yards and three touchdowns, two picks, but a quarterback or a rating of, of – of 92.7, you know, even James Robinson, their running back, 16 yards, 102, or 16 carries, 102 yards, and a touchdown. The Jaguars look like they could be for real. If their defense has a little bit of a tweak, they could be, now that could be an overreaction, but what do you all think about that? Overreaction. Way overreaction. I don't think they're as terrible as we initially thought, but you got to look at their Opponents. I mean, you're talking in AFC South opponents. Oh, you're talking about the one that made it all the way to the conference championship? Yeah, that overpaid by far and away. And you can admit that. I mean, come on. They were a 9 7 wild card. I mean, they have the best. It doesn't happen very often that they get there, you know? Um, Missing anything. And they had a quarterback that threw for four touchdowns. You know, I mean, that's impressive. The Jaguars have been playing impressively. They also played the Colts, who I think we thought are probably going to make it pretty decently far in the playoffs. Would you all agree? Yeah, we all thought, and I think they're actually underperforming right now. But yes, fair enough. I don't know. I think but they, they also lost their starting running back for the year. Jaguars did, which we'll get more into with the more about the injuries, but yes, we will because there was a ton of injuries. Seemed to be the week of. Now, here's one for you. Did you guys get to see the uh, Chargers Chiefs game? I saw the end of that game. Saw the end of that one. I did not. Okay, so early, early, early in the game, if not at the beginning of the game, however you want to say it, Tyrod Taylor goes out with an injury. Justin Herbert essentially gets the start, right? Tyrod Taylor was injured in pregames, in warmups. Yes. So Herbert actually got a start. So, yes, yeah, he got the start. He wasn't slated until all but game time, but he got the start. Justin Herbert, 22 of 33, 311 yards, one touchdown and one pick. 
and took the Kansas City Chiefs into overtime for his first game as a Charger. Now, a couple of questions. Number one, do you th- – I mean, so the Chargers are saying that when Tyrod Taylor comes back, he's the starter. But I don't think that should be the case. If this is what he can do in one – with no preseason and one week of practice – Against the defending Super Bowl champs. I think you need to give the kid another game or two before you commit to him as a starter. And here's why. You, he ended up being the starter. Accelerate your transformation. What is happening? Is that mine or yours? No, it's that- mine. I don't have anything open, though. Oh. <laughs> I know what happened. We're good. Go ahead. Go. Okay. I think you need to give Tyrod Taylor another starter too, and here's why. Um, you think about it, the Chiefs came into this game game planning for Tyrod Taylor. You can't tell me Justin Herbert's the same type of quarterback as Tyrod Taylor. There's no way. Yeah, the guy can scramble a little bit, but he's more of a pocket passer than Tyrod Taylor is. You know? So – the entire week of game planning for the for the Chiefs against the Chargers went out the window as soon as game started. You know. Now that being said, I want to give the Chargers all the credit in the world on the defensive side of the ball. They stepped up and stopped that powerhouse offense for the most part throughout the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only but as far as a quarterback controversy in San Diego. If Tyrod Taylor's ready to go next week, sure, give him the ball. If he's got two or three more weeks on the inj- uh, on on the bench because of an injury, and Herbert lights it up another couple weeks, yeah, give the kid a start. Let's go. What do you think, Anthony? You think start the young blood, or you think you go with Tyrod again? My gut tells me start him, but is it the right call? I mean, I'm not an NFL GM, so. What do I know? Start who? Herbert. You're saying go with Herbert? Yeah, I'm saying go with Herbert. Like my gut tells me. I mean, this, this kid, if this is what this kid did against the Super Bowl champs, why not? But at the same time, it might not be a bad idea to let him, you know, watch still and kind of learn. Um, so that's a tough one for me. I could flip a coin on that one. He had a good game, but you got to realize something. 20 points against the Chiefs, generally he's not getting it done, you know? Now, yeah, it's a Super Bowl champ, so 20 points against any team in the NFL these days, usually he's not getting it done. Fair. Well, okay, now let me ask you this then. The only reason that it's any of any note right now is because it's the Chiefs and they were limited to 20 points and it went to overtime. Right. Otherwise, I don't think this would be as big of a headline as it was. Well, but the stats alone are also pretty impressive, and that's a lot of what we see with Joe Burrow, right? A lot of what we see with Joe Burrow right now is, you know, he, what, what, 37 of 61, 316 yards and and three touchdowns. So let me ask you, when you're looking at Joe Burrow, right, when you're seeing what he's done so far this season in his two games uh, against the Browns, most recently against the Browns. 
who do you think had a better outing to start? Do you think that Justin Herbert had a better outing or do you think that Joe Burrow had a better outing? And again, you have to kind of, you know, put it into a little bit of a context because I think that Herbert's in a much better position than Joe Burrow is. Uh, but when you kind of look at the two, who do you guys think you would take right now? Oh, I still take Burrow. Burrow's got more upside to grow into. Really? I take, take Burrow as well. See, I, I actually take Herbert, and the biggest reason why for me is this. Joe Burrow, after 37 passes of 61, or excuse me, 37 completions of 61 passes, 316 yards, and his average was 5.2 yards a play, right? He's not throwing down the field, and he's not throwing down the field a lot. And it seems to be when he is, it's not going anywhere. How much of that is by design, though? He doesn't have the best offensive line there in Cincinnati. You're not going to have a lot of time to get to get to let these guys get deep down the field, so you need to get rid of the ball quickly. Let's design these plays, a lot of slant routes, out routes. Let's get the ball out quickly so these guys can make catches and potentially make a play because the quarterback's not going to have time otherwise. Fair. Well, the thing is that the Chargers also don't exactly have the best offensive line, and they're also playing with a quarterback in one game, but they don't have the same kind of relationship that they do with Tyrod being the starter, and he was still able to average 9.4 yards in a debut against the Kansas City Chiefs, whereas Baker was also going against the Browns, right? So in my opinion, with all things considered, I think Joe Burrow is doing well, but I think that Herbert had a better outing than than burrow has so far if 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 in my opinion if herbert has one more game like he did today i it would solidify in my mind that herbert actually in my brain has a higher upside than burrow does because i think that's going to be the case based on one game i can't say that because if you take a one game sample josh allen or a bad example. Let's go like, Sam yeah. Darnold. Sam Darnold can have a better game than, say, Patrick Mahomes in a one-game sample. Doesn't happen very often, but in a one-game sample, if you're looking at the right game, yeah, Sam Darnold can have a better game than Patrick Mahomes. Are you going to say he's better? So a two-game sample is enough for you? I say give him two or three. If he's consistent over several games, then, yeah, I might. Fair enough. See, but Joe Burrow didn't – Super impressed with arm game one either. Uh, if you look at one versus one, you would see that in my brain, Herbert had the better original outing. But I think yeah. that was an interesting quarterback battle. I also think Joe Burrow got better in the second game. Well, I think they just said, hey, throw the ball in the second game. So it gives him the opportunity to look better too. I was impressed that he didn't have any uh, interceptions though. That that is for sure. That's right, different. So. That's different situations too, though, man. If you if you're arguing like who 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 should you start because the Bengals essentially went all in with Joey and the Chargers, they're kind of. I mean, yes, they took Herbert, but they also have Tyrod Taylor. So it's the, you know it's different situations. Well, Tyrod is just a place filler until until they think Herbert is ready. So they're going all in with him. They're just giving him a little more time. Uh, which I think in my brain is actually a, a, a better idea. I don't think that putting Joe Burrow in there is the worst idea, but I thought getting rid of Andy Dalton maybe was for the Bengals. You know what I mean? Uh, 
if Burrow takes that spot, then Burrow takes that spot, and that's fine. But you have a pretty average quarterback like Tyrod Taylor, like Andy Dalton, to have in there to teach him some veteran tricks, to teach him kind of some 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 insight to the game that he may not have had before. Uh, but maybe Burrow's one of those guys who just needs to start. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Uh, every guy is different. True. Every guy is different. And every week is different also, especially when it comes to injuries. Week one, I think we were all very, very surprised that there was a pretty evident lack of of injuries in week one. Well, it sounds like the NFL has made up for it in week two. I think all things have to be in balance, I guess. Um, so here's a question for you guys. There are a number of high-profile injuries, right? I mean, I'm going a list of them for you. Uh, yeah, I have, uh, I have what, one, two, three? I have seven of my top ones right now. Let's see. I'm looking at a list right here. I think it had 21 of the injuries. Yeah, I think that, there were. I think you're reminding me more than that, but yeah, Nick Bosa. Well, there are more than that, but I mean, 21 of the higher impact ones for sure. Uh, so, a couple of the high, high, high impact ones. I think we can all agree are probably some pretty detrimental ones. Nick Bosa, mm-hmm. uh, a likely torn ACL. You have. Oh, they, they confirmed that today. Did they? Yeah, he's okay. out for the torn ACL. Torn ACL. You have Drew Locke sprained a C joint. He's out for four to five weeks, the quarterback of the Denver Broncos. You have Jimmy G, high ankle sprain again. He's looking at probably four to five weeks. He should come back. Uh, This year you have Devontae Adams with a hamstring. You have Saquon Barkley with a torn ACL who's out for the year. You have Kirsten McCaffrey with a high ankle sprain who will miss some significant time probably. Four to six weeks is what they're saying. So he's going to try to beat that. Yeah, well. We'll see. I think he just needs to relax and take it easy. But that's a huge loss for all Cortland, of them. Cortland Sutton updated Another. today is a toward ACL. He's out for the year for the Broncos. Yeah. I mean, it was just injury city. So yeah. Devontae Adams, Tavon Young, a quarterback, a cornerback for the Ravens, had a knee injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malik Hooker, safety for the Colts, Achilles tendon. <laughs> Brandon Sheriff, guard for the Washington football team, injured his knee. Back up, back up, back up. Byron Jones, cornerback for the Dolphins, growing. That guy Raheem Mostert. Name? Raheem Mostert, running back for the 49ers, sprained MCL. His name is Hooker? Oh, I'm going to go back. I'm sorry. Uh, Malik Hooker, yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, we got a five-year-old on today. Oh yeah, we do. Uh, <laughs> Don't we always? Like you said, Raheem Mostert. You already mentioned Jimmy G and Nick Bosa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the 49ers lost half of their starters in against the Jets and still won the game. Well, and then they also uh, the starters against Arizona, which is why they picked up Mohamed Sanu. We mentioned Tyrod Taylor, uh, his chest injury. Anthony Barr for the Vikings had a shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. Brandon Linder, the center for the Jaguars, his knee. Isaac Simolo, gold uh, guard for the Eagles, another injury for the Eagles. Paris Campbell, the number two wide receiver for the Colts, had a knee injury. Uh, Caleb McGarry, offensive tackle for your Falcons, sprained MCL. Bruce Irvin for the Seahawks, a knee injury. Uh, Joe Noboom. A uh, guard for the Rams, calf injury. Will Fuller, hamstring injury. Again, with Will Fuller. 
<sighs> yeah, those are the big ones right now. It was insane just how many people went down this week. Uh, just okay. So, who, in y'all's opinion, is going to be the biggest? The big. Or who took the biggest hit this week? 49ers. See, I have yeah. to also, but I think the 49ers because of how many people they lost. But you know who I think the one biggest injury is for me right now? And it sounds ridiculous. McCaffrey? No. It's going to be Courtney Sutton. Courtney Sutton? Yeah, Courtney Sutton. Sorry. And here's Courtney. Courtney, sorry. I have it written down ridiculously for some reason. Uh, Courtney Sutton, here's why. So Denver is all in on Drew Locke, right? They want him to work. They think he's going to work out. They want him to do well. Right. Okay. Outside of that, they have a pair of amazing rookie wide receivers, but Sutton was supposed to kind of be like the guy, right? He's supposed to be that number one, fill in that role. Well, whoever's going to be the backup in Denver, whoever's coming in after Drew Locke, right? Now doesn't have their number one to throw to. So even if Drew Locke was out, you still have Sutton, you still have uh, Judy, you still have all these guys to be able to throw to, right? You still have a pretty solid wide receiving core, even with two young guys. Because you have Sutton. Because Broncos are fighting for a playoff spot right now. Like, they have the talent to get a playoff spot. But if their quarterback is out four to five weeks, and then they don't have a number one receiver, like, that almost knocks them out of the playoffs entirely. Half of their running back uh, committees out, too, and, and Philip Lindsay. Exactly. The the Panthers weren't going to make it to the playoffs. It's a little bit of a learning year for Matt Rue. It's a little bit of a learning year for Joe Brady. It's kind of, you know, they have nothing really to lose in year one, right? Nick Bosa and Jimmy G, it, it's, it's a heartbreaker for the 49ers, but they're a talented squad. Like you said, they lost a ton of guys, and they still – they still won the game, right? Saquon, you know, went down and the Giants, I think, I kind of will save Joe Judge, right? Because if they had a terrible year with Saquon, there's not a lot of excuse. If he has a terrible year, he can go, look, Saquon was injured. I didn't have the second best running back in the league, and I think that'll buy him time. You know what I mean? He wasn't going to get fired after the first year. I, probably not, but crazier things have also happened. You know what I mean? Agreed, but it's not the Browns organization where they go through a coach every six months. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, you got me there. Who do you got, Anthony? Who's your Who's your biggest biggest injury right now? Um, like individually or team wise? Either. 49ers are hurting. <laughs> that's that's a no-brainer. Right. But Saquon, man, I feel I feel with the Giants. I mean, Saquon is their guy. I mean, and he's that's that's it for him for the year. Regardless of they were, if they were going to make the playoffs or not, but that that's a bummer. Yeah. That's fair. All yeah, right. I, I wouldn't say that the 49ers had a shot at playoffs either though. So I mean, if I'm looking at the one biggest key injury, I think for me, was Nick Bosa because you're talking about the reigning NFC champions. You're talking about teams, a team that had aspirations for uh, winning another division and getting back to the Super Bowl, and it's injury on injury on injury. And then that anchor on your defensive line goes down for the year. 
that's a that's a that's a heartbreaker, man. That's fair. Yeah. But they're just so deep at that line. You know what I mean? And they're having injuries, but agreed. But they lost some other players too. They lost Solomon Thomas in the same game. Right. So I mean, they're losing a lot of pieces. Yeah, they have depth. Mm-hmm. But is it enough to get you back to the Super Bowl that depth, or is it enough to let you wade water and make it to the playoffs and then a first round knockout? Right. Well, I that's think the way. difference there, and I think Nick Bosa was that difference to put them over the top. Right. I guess we'll see what uh, what the young Shanahan uh, can do with uh, with that offense, with that defense. Uh, with some vet guys, with some young guys. All right, let's talk about the ugly elephant in the room. We got a couple of minutes left. Uh, Kev, you, Kev, you know I love you. You know, you know I love you. Y'all did not deserve to win that game. No. I'm just, just going to say it. They came out. I was listening to it on the radio because I was heading up to San Marcos to go uh, get a new watch. Hey. But, uh, uh, yeah, my other one drowned. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I needed, I went up there with Justin to make a day of it. And I was listening to it on the radio and I just heard fumble, fumble, fumble. Ah, I was screaming at my radio <laughs> and they were saying, I think it was, it's Brad Sheriff on, um, the one who's talking on for the Cowboys on the radio is this team didn't show up. They didn't, these, this does not look like a team ready to play this game. And they weren't, they didn't show up to the game for the first quarter. At all. Dude, it amazes me. And, I mean, I might just be reading too much into this, but it amazes me. The people that are already at Mike McCartney's throat calling for his job. Like, two weeks into the season. It just, yeah. Like, it just, I don't know, amazes me. Just, I'm like, dude. Well, I mean, it's the Cowboys, so what what else do you expect? It's like you win or you get out of here. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those squads where, like, at Texas, at Oklahoma, you know, the big-time football programs, whether pro or college, if you're not cutting it and you're not cutting it early, you got to go. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean. So I, I'm, I'm going to pose this question to you, Anthony, because obviously I'm biased. Obviously Alex is biased. Did Dallas win that game or did Atlanta lose it? No, we lost it. Atlanta lost it, no yeah. question. Yeah, okay. I agree with you, actually, believe it or not. You did not deserve to win that game. I'm sorry. No, you absolutely you not. Like I said, five minutes to go in that game, I was like, I don't want to be on the show tomorrow. <laughs> we don't know how to finish a game. We don't know how to do that. We don't know how to <laughs> from behind or win in the fourth quarter. We 28 to three. Uh, exactly. Exactly. We don't know how to finish a game. And at this point, I blame Dan Quinn. At this point, I blame Dan Quinn. Because everybody was awful, you know what, maybe it's, you know, the, the young offensive coordinator and he's still getting his feet wet and he'll learn and yada, yada. And then he went and then he also kind of blew a game. And so I was like, all right, well, maybe it is. Maybe it is him. And then now that Dan Quinn did it again, I'm like, nah, it's fucking you, my guy. Like, I, it's you. I know it's you. Get out of here. Why do we have a defensive head coach and have had one of the best offenses in the league for the past, like, five years, five to seven years, and we can't fucking win a game. I don't understand. <laughs> and Matt Ryan, who arguably, arguably, could be considered elite, in my opinion, should be, but isn't. And I get why, because he's not a, a, a 
a, a playoff winner, but I don't blame him for not being a playoff winner because there's no fucking defense that can get him to a playoff game like that. You know what I mean? And at this point, I think Dan Quinn has he's got to go because we need somebody who understands offense with the tools that we have, and then he needs to get the fuck out of the way and let somebody coach the defense. And he needs to learn how to coach his players, how to defend a onside kick. Okay, that was the first one that's dude, ever been done. Dude, you no, know. No, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Come on, you got to look at that and be like, oh, your guys are just standing around it and everybody else on the, watching the game's like, jump on the ball, jump on the ball. What are you, you doing? Know, you know the you football guys need to know the rules. Way. You know the football gods are in your favor if you re- if you actually recover an onside kick, literally, because it's not yes. going to happen. Yeah, it's not. And you three. guys need one. Cowboys always need to get a win. But seeing three or four Falcons just stand and stare at it. Sit there. They didn't like. They're like, oh, a ball. Okay. I was. Mm, my eyes were popping out of my head. I was like, ah, ah, we're gonna get it. <laughs> It's hard to be a Falcons fan, but you know what? No. <laughs> I was going to be Superman, but I'm not going to do it. All right, guys. That's all for uh, for week one. Anthony, favorite thing. Ready, go. Uh, uh, touch on one thing. This just came out on ESPN. Um, we were talking about the mask thing, and I even texted you guys last night. I was wondering who's going to get fined. NFL uh, just came out. Three coaches got fined for not wearing their masks during the game. One was uh, Denver's Pete, uh, Vic Fangio, San Francisco Kyle Shanahan, and Seattle's Pete Carroll. Right on. All of them were fined $100,000. In addition, the league fined each team an additional $250,000. Yeah, thanks. I wish I could get fined $100,000 and it'd just be like, whatever. Right. Now, let's wait for tomorrow as well because during the game tonight, it's been shown several times where Sean Payton and John Gruden both have, don't have their mask on either. I am very happy to see that the NFL is finally cracking down on Absolutely. I thought they were going to let a lot of it slide. I am glad to see that they didn't. No, that's definitely good to see. All right. Favorite thing. Anthony, ready to go. Yeah, uh, not sports related, but I started a new journey today. New, yeah, new job today, so... Yeah. Uh, My favorite thing was uh, at the, I think it was at the end of the Bills Dolphins game, Josh Allen uh, actually had his parents in attendance at Miami Dade County Stadium or Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. They drove all the way from California to see him play in Miami and he, they were in the stands. He ended up throwing the game ball to them in the stands. Nice. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool to see. Uh, my favorite one, uh, it's got to be that Texas State won a game under the new regime of uh, Jake Spivadal. So hopefully there will be good things to come there. All on, right. that sub- on that subject, my second favorite thing is UTSA Roadrunners 2-0. Nope, we're only doing one thing. So don't worry about the second one. Disregard the second one. Disregard <laughs> strike that from the record. Come back later this week where we will have uh, some NFL talk. No, excuse me, some uh, MLB talk. We just had NFL talk. We'll have some MLB talk. Look at uh, who our all who our all stars are. Damn, that's hard to say. Y'all try saying that. Who well, all stars are? Are uh, and then a little bit of the playoff picture, and then like I said later uh, in the week, we will have uh, guest Dwight uh, Dwight Smith on with us as we talk some college student pressure, uh, student athlete pressure, uh, all that and more from the Double A Sports Show. Anthony, lead us out. 
Be good to yourself. Be good to each other. For the time being, wear a mask and don't argue when people or don't argue when people tell you to put them on because it's for the best. We find a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> well, we won't. But yeah, just do it. Just do it. Just somebody's gonna get fined. Just wear a mask. That's plain and simple. Uh, don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. That will see you later. Peace. See ya.